Well, good morning to everyone and welcome to Healing School. Glory to God. And as Apostle says, this is where we come to hear and be healed. Amen. Glory to God. So, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for revelation, knowledge, and understanding. We thank you, Father. Flow through me in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is teaching us and guiding us into all the truth. That we leave away with understanding and we apply this word to our lives and we walk in what you have already provided for us. We walk in healing. In the name of Jesus, we walk firmly in our faith, declaring boldly what you have said, and we're standing on that word. And we thank you for it and we praise you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Glory to God. Well, for those of you who don't know me and for those of you who do, I am Pastor Leo. I am sitting in again for Apostle Larry and Prophet Helen. They blessed me to allow me to come and do another session. Amen. So I thank God for that opportunity. And I thank God for just using me. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we are still talking about what you hear, how you hear. And just to do a little recap, last week we touched on just how much God loves us. You know, we read in Romans chapter 8, he who spared not his own son, but gave him up for us, how much more will he freely give us all things? You know, we talked about the depth of that love, fully understanding that love, fully walking in and knowing that God loves us, that he's, if he was willing to go as far as he did to do what he did to free us, then how much more is he willing to do for us? Amen. And in knowing that we moved over into what you hear because God in that scripture, he said he made us more than conquerors. And we have all of these different things before the foundation of the world. The blessing is there and all of these different things. And we have the healing. We have prosperity. We have joy he provided for us and all of the things that come together, working together, he provided it. But yet a lot of believers, and I'm not talking about those that are not believers. I'm talking about believers are still going without. So we moved into what we hear. Jesus said in Mark 4, 20 through 25, Amen. And we're going to go there and read that. Glory to God. Amen. And he said in Mark chapter 4, verse 20 through 25, he says, and he's talking about the seed. These are, the, these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be, sent, to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. So take heed what you hear. So we, as going, going into that, 
You stated we hear a lot of things. We hear a lot of things. TV saying a lot of things. We read a book. We read an article. We read something somebody posted on social media, a lot of opinions being thrown around these days, and people getting their feelings hurt because of someone's opinion. You know, nobody has thick skin anymore. Everybody has thin skin. They get offended by everything. So a lot of different things coming from a lot of different places, situations, circumstances that we encounter daily. Often we are hearing many things. It's speaking to us. Family members talk to us, right? Friends, we talk to friends, we talk to coworkers, bosses, business owners, government officials, all of these the people that are in authority, places and positions of authority, voices coming from everywhere, podcasts, right? <laughs> Old songs, songs we listen to, they're speaking. Something is always being said. We're hearing a lot. And we encounter a lot. We're faced with a lot of things. And these things are planning things within us if we allow it to. So all of these things are coming towards us. Situations, again, as I said, we stated, are speaking. When a person receives a bad report from a doctor or from anywhere, a person that they know, this happened. Oh, I have this. I'm dealing with this. We hear a bad report. It begins to speak. That's that that person who received a bad report saying, hey, you have cancer. That situation speaks to them now. It'll say, man, you're not going to make it. You know, this ran in the family. You know, auntie, you know, your great grandmother and all them people, they died from it. You know, now you have it. Now, you know what? You're going to follow in line because it's what's happened. You know, you're not going to make it. You're not going to survive this. You may as well just give up. That situation will speak that to that individual. Those thoughts will come into that person's mind. And then, you know, a person you have that has a lot of debt, financial debt, that debt will speak. Hey, man, you know, you're never going to pay these bills off, right? Man, you got all of these bills. How do you expect to leave an inheritance for your kids? You can't even take your children, your wife, and all these people, you know, spend, spend a vacation on them. You can't even do that because you have all of this debt. You'll never be able to accomplish the things you want to accomplish. You can't start that business because you don't have the money to start the business. You can't do this. You can't do that. You want a new car. You need a new car, but you can't because you have all these bills. You see, that mountain of debt is speaking that. To us, to individuals, that child <laughs> that's not acting accordingly like we would want them to act, that situation speaks to us. Man, you're a bad parent. Look what you look what you raised. I mean, how could you? You know, did you train? Did you train them well? Did you teach them well? Did you talk to them the way that you were supposed to talk to them? I mean, you know, look at them. Is that a reflection of who you are? Look at you, man. bad parent. Now you, now that situation, that child that's not acting how according to the way we raised them, that situation speaks to us and tells us we're bad parents. We didn't do enough. The situation speaks. Situations speak all the time. We encounter these situations all the time. We're hearing it all the time. And see, those thoughts... They come and they bombarding us daily, right? If you have a person receives a report that they have cancer, they have diabetes, and they have high blood pressure, those situations speak. And it's like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? And then it brings more stress. 
this distress is piling on, piling on, piling on, and then you're under all of this stress from all of these thoughts fighting you, and then somebody have the nerve to come up to you and say something else to add to that stress, that something that against you that you now you have to deal with this, and now you rage out in anger and frustration because you you're dealing with stuff already. Now you have now this person is attacking you, and instead of attacking it from the root, you attack the person. Now y'all in the back and forth. You see the stress and the angst that these situations cause because they're speaking to us and they're feeding us these thoughts. And it's not just one thought a day. (laughs) No, 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 no. These situations, these circumstances are bombarding us with thoughts every second of the day. We're hearing it all day. We're dealing it. We face with it all day it's like it's just stuck to us it's right on us right we've we've all experienced that dealing with <clears throat> excuse me dealing with situations and circumstances glory to god and it's just bombarding and it can be overwhelming right but again these situations we're talking about what you hear. The situations, they're talking. They're talking. You're hearing it. You're hearing it. You're hearing it. You're hearing it. Watch. You know, you're hearing it. It's speaking to you. Right? And it's constantly speaking. Over and over again. Over and over again. Like the scripture says, faith comes by hearing. If you want faith in the word, you hear the word of God. But if you're not hearing the word of God and all you're hearing is this situation, that's what you have faith for. You only have faith for what that situation is telling you because you're hearing it. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's what's happening. How do we change from hearing that God is saying we're more than conquerors to seeing it in our lives? Hearing God say, you know, by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. We, we hear Apostle Prophet tell us, you are healed now. You have it now. How do we get it now? How do we see it now? How do we have it manifest now? Sometimes we get, in, we, we get a little impatient and we get anxious because we're so ex- we, 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 we Oh, my, I'm, I'm ready to just see it now. I want to, I want to see it happen right now. <laughs> right? What you hear plays a big part in that. So we have these situations speak to us, even sermons, again, conversations. Then there are the situations and circumstances that we face, the bad reports, right? It's going to tell us all types of things. Family issues speak to us, right? It'll tell you, you know, that that marriage is over, uh, Things that never get right with your family. You know, why did you marry this person? This is what we say. The job speaks. Man, they ain't paying me enough. You know, my wife, I want to be able to do this for my wife and do that and do this for my family, do that for my family, but it's not paying enough. The business speaks to us, right? The business says, man, you're going to fail in this business. You should have never started it. You don't qualify for that, right? Then on the flip side, we hear God says that you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, 
You're blessed going in, blessed going out, but yet we don't always see the results like we want to see it. So we see that these, these issues and these situations are saying something. The Word of God is saying something as well. So what is the deal? Why is it that we're not seeing anything manifest? Mark 24 clearly states, and we must pay attention to words, that we are to take heed to what we hear and not take heed of what is said. Now, actually, last week, not to throw your rocks when I said that. I'm going to ask you again. Don't throw your rocks. Take heed to what you hear. It's not, and not necessarily take heed to what is said. Now, it's not saying that what is said isn't important because what Jesus says to us and what the word of God says to us about blessing, about healing, about prosperity, about walking in love, about all of these different things is very important. But we have to take heed to what we hear when it is being said, Right? These signs shall follow them that believe. This apostle and prophet say this is the year of, of the impossible or the year of miracle signs and wonders. This is the month of faith. This is the month of breakthrough. This is the month of blessing. This is whatever they're saying. It's coming from God. It is important. But now we have to take heed to what we hear when it is being said. What are you thinking? See, what you hear is what you're thinking when this is being said to you. You are healed now in Jesus' name. That's said. If it's coming, if it's coming out of the Spirit, coming from God, that's truth. But then there are, there are people who, when they hear that, they still hear, I'm still sick. I'm dying. This situation will never end. This is the year of family restoration. I am sick and tired of this family. That's what some people hear. This is the year of family restoration. I really want to choke them. That's what people hear. Now, I'm, trying, I'm making light of it a little bit, but that's what people hear. See, they hear family. They heard it said family restoration, but they're thinking when it entered in, then they're thinking registered, man, that person ain't going to change. That person not going to change. Do you understand what that person did to me? Watch this. Jesus went to the was at the pool of Bethesda. And the man and Jesus asked that man who had been sitting there, and everybody, you know, they come in, they jump in before him. He spoke to that man. Do you want to be healed? That's what was said. What did he hear? He heard, man, everybody keep coming before me. They jump in before me. I've been waiting here. I don't have nobody to put me in that pool. And everybody, I don't have nobody to help me. And everybody gets skip ahead of me. Do you want to be healed? Well, you know, it runs in my family. And this one had it. And that one had it. No, 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 no. See, Jesus said, do you want to be healed? What you heard is all of the excuses as to why you're not being healed. That's what that person did at that pool. He heard every excuse as to why he was not receiving his healing, as opposed to just dealing with the question that was faced and posed to him. Do you want to be healed? All he had to do was say, yes, I want to be healed. He went on with the excuses. That's what he heard. That's what he heard. See, he didn't even pay attention to what was said. 
he immediately what was said began to trigger something that he was hearing. And obviously this is something that he was hearing all the time within himself. He was hearing people skipping ahead of me. He was hearing that. Nobody is here to help me. He was hearing, I'm pitiful, I'm inferior, I'm nothing. He's hearing, I can't even provide for my family like I want to because I'm stuck in this bed of sickness. That's what he's hearing over and over again. Every day he was there, and people go in and jump in before him, and I'm sure they saw him sitting there, but their need and what their family wanted is more important, and they weren't caring about him. They was caring about what they wanted, so they didn't help him. And he couldn't just, and he didn't think to just try and crawl in there or wait by the edge as soon as the angel came to trouble the water, fall in there. No, he didn't. All he was thinking about was, I don't have no help. Nobody here to help me. Everybody skip ahead of me. <laughs> oh, God help me. That's all he was hearing. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of people today. Start your business. Oh, my God, I don't have enough money, and I don't have the resources. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, my God, I can't do it. I'm afraid. What if I fail? What if I don't pay my, all of my taxes and they put me in jail? You, they weren't about stuff that even happened yet. What if, what if my tax preparer don't prepare my taxes right? I'm scared. What if they try to steal my business? I'm scared. Come on. <laughs> This is what happens. This is what we hear. I'm going to have to live with this disease for the rest of my life. And some fool out there spoke something and said, well, you know, you got to die of something. What? <laughs> so we adopted. Man, well, you know, you got to die of something, you know. Really? That's what, you, that's what you're hearing. What some fool said. What that person said became gospel. Money don't grow on trees. That fool said that. Now, everybody said, you know, money don't grow on trees. We adopted it. We adopted it as our own slang, our own saying. We, we, accused, we, we, we accepted it. That's what they said. Mama and them had it. Pookie and them had it. They said this. They said that. Well, you know, that's the way we did it in our family. That's how, we, that's how mama cooked the steak. And everybody in the house knew the steak wasn't good. But you keep cooking it the way mama cooked it. Because that's the way mama cooked it. I'm sorry, I'm not picking on moms. Moms, y'all cook good. <laughs> Our dad, let's say dad. That's the way dad cooked it. <laughs> so we're going to cook it the same way dad cooked it. You know, we're not going to go learn nothing different. Well, you know, you're supposed to do it this way and let it saute down. That's not how my daddy cooked it. I'm cooking it the way my family cooked it. You realize the way your family cooked it don't taste good? <laughs> Maybe you need to change that. You realize that the things that you've been saying come from what your family was saying, and maybe you need to change that. Y'all been having this for years. Maybe you need to change what you've been saying. Come on, change your thoughts. It's what you're thinking. It's what you're hearing. Jesus, the Word of God said a lot of things about us being blessed, said a lot of things about us being overcomers. More than conquerors, we are his church, we are his body, we are children of light, kings and priests, we are all these things. Jesus said that. You can have whatsoever you say if you doubt not in your heart. Speak to the mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea. He said all of that. 
that in life is an apostle. He sent his word and healed you and delivered you from all your destruction. He said that. He said it. It's truth. But now what are you hearing? See, you got to deal with the roots. Therefore, I said to you, whosoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, but shall not doubt in his heart. See that right there? Shall not doubt in his heart. That's the part where you're supposed to deal with what you're hearing. Because, see, if you don't deal with and shall not doubt in your heart, if you don't deal with that, if you don't take heed to what you're hearing, that statement right there will keep you from seeing the rest of that verse. You have to deal with and shall not doubt in his heart. Speak to the mountain. Be thou removed. Be cast into the sea. Take heed to what you're hearing. And believe those things which you say shall come to pass. You have whatsoever you say. <laughs> Glory to God. Don't doubt in your heart. Take heed to what you're hearing. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Take heed to what you're hearing. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. I'm talking about not necessarily talking about your physical ears. What are you hearing? So we want to we want to walk in this victory. We want to see this manifestation, but we have to deal with what's causing us not to walk in that. We have to deal with what's causing us not to see it happen. Because if we never deal with that issue, we'll never see it happen. We have to deal with our hearing, spiritual hearing. For this cause, I mean, I cease not to make mention of you in my prayers. The eyes of our, the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling. You see, eyes of your understanding, being enlightened. That's your inner hearing. That's how you see. That's how you hear within, in the spirit. And that's how we flow. But if, that eye, if the eyes of your understanding are not enlightened with the word of God and causing your hearing to change, then you will not see the power towards you working in your life, working on your behalf, flowing on your behalf for you, through you, to you, around you, and then you releasing it to other people. But if you never deal with what you hear, again, you won't see that manifestation. The woman with the issue of blood, she heard about Jesus going around healing. She was dealing with this issue, I believe it was 11, 16 years, however many years, it was too long to be dealing with it, period. If it was for a year, it was too long to be dealing with that situation. If it was, uh, if it was for five months, that's too long to be dealing with it. So however long, it don't, don't, it, no matter the number, if it's more than the time that it was supposed to be, it's too long. 
to be dealing with it, right? Put yourself in that situation. You are dealing with the situation. You've seen the physician after physician after physician after physician. They knew they couldn't fix that, yet they kept seeing her taking her money. They knew they couldn't fix it. If I know I'm not, if, if I'm not, if I know I cannot fix your issue, I'm the only. If and if, and if I continue to see you, and I know I can't fix that issue, I'm taking your money. Period. That sounds like a lot of. <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> Amen. But if they know, so they knew they could not heal her. So she's in this house. She's dealing with this sickness for all of these years, this issue of blood for all of these years. And I know, I know, I know, I know you in that she was considered to be unclean. So at that time, she could not be around her family. She could not interact with her friends. She couldn't go out and do the things that she knew would normally do she was isolated because of it relationships was broken she was always you know she was probably weak and frail constantly thinking of i'm gonna die at some point i'm gonna die you know these thoughts running through her head bombarding her and she heard somebody outside there's a man named jesus he's healing I mean, he's healing people. I've seen, I've seen people with no legs, and they get legs now. I've seen people, and he was spoke to somebody that was dead, and they came back, and she's hearing this. She's hearing this. She's hearing, oh, she heard it. She heard somebody say that. Oh, my goodness. And what happened? It wasn't just her words that changed. Because one version of the scripture said she said within herself, her thoughts changed. So now this situation, she was inside of that situation. She was in the middle of that curse. She was surrounded by it. It was stuck to her. And she changed her thoughts in the midst of that situation. And she began to say within herself. And as she began to say within herself, her mouth began to say it. She changed what she heard. What did she hear? If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She shifted her thinking. She went into another realm of the spirit. She was stuck in the realm of the curse. She went into the realm of spirit life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. She was in the realm of sin and death where the curse was, where sickness and disease was, but she shifted. She heard about Jesus. She received what, he was, what was being said about him. She believed in him, and because she believed in him, she shifted from the realm of sin and death to the realm of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus because at that moment when she said when she began to think that and speak that she shifted into that realm of life. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I will be made whole. I'll be made whole if I could just touch the hem of his garment. I shall be made whole. I shall be, I will be, I will be made whole. And she began to charge that up. And that curse was non-existent to her. So much so, she went against what she was supposed to do and left out the house. She wasn't supposed to leave the house. But she became, she became so full 
of what she was saying and what she was thinking that the law of the spirit of life flung her out that door. And she went and touched the hem of his garment. I'm, I'm sure she was crying, crawling because she didn't want to be seen. But then she was, and she reached out. Now you got to think about this. All of the garments, if I am at knee level crawling on the ground and this crowd is surrounding Jesus, all of them are wearing garments. She just so happened to meet his. And she reached out and touched it. And immediately she was healed. And what and the only thing Jesus could do was agree with what she was saying. Daughter, well, your faith has made you whole. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Well, daughter, your faith made you whole. What? The shifting of your thinking and your speaking made you whole. The shifting from the law of the spirit of life in Christ, I mean the law of sin and death to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you whole. So you got to make the shift. What you hear, if you're hearing the curse speak to you, because when Jesus went to that fig tree, he heard the curse speaking. He heard the curse speaking to, to him. No man shall eat fruit from you hereafter forever. He cursed the curse. Then he turned to the disciples when they saw the fig tree and said, if you speak to the mountain, if you speak to the curse and tell it it, you, it, it will it, tell it it does not have authority over you, you will see it manifested. For whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Stop allowing the curse to, over, to rule over you. He cursed it. This is what the whole death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ was about, destroying the works of the enemy, breaking the curse up off of our lives. Now that the curse is broken, it's broken up off of our minds. But we have to do our part and grab a hold to it and take it and do something with it and study it and read it and meditate it and learn from it. And change what we're hearing. Well, you know, Pook and them had it, and Grandma and Grandma. Man, curse, I'm telling you to shut up now in the name of Jesus. I'm not eating from you no more because in the word, Jesus said, no man eat from you ever again. So I'm not eating from you no more, curse. But I'm eating from the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus says, I am healed now, and I'm taking my healing now. And that's it. Shifting our thinking, shifting what we hear, shifting what we hear. The spirit of depression is out here like crazy, and people and it's taking people out. Spirit of anger is out here like crazy, and it's taking people out. Stress is out here like crazy, is making people sick. Fear. Is out here overtake the spirit of fear is out here overtaking people, and because of, because of fear they they scared to do stuff they're scared to go places they're killing each other they're lying to each other the spirit of fear is out here and they're speaking to people the spirit of fear is saying all kind of stuff the spirit of depression is saying all kind of stuff the spirit of lack is speaking to people but we have to rise up with the power of God on the inside of us, and begin to curse the curse. Change what we're hearing. The curse starts speaking to you. You know, man, they, you know, that was, 
You know, you can't go over that because they're killing people over there and they're doing this curse. Shut up. I speak a blessing over this place in the name of Jesus. You don't have no authority to be here because I'm here now. I'm the authority and I'm telling you to get out. And you got to speak like that. No sickness in this person in the name of Jesus. Curse, you don't belong here. They don't belong to you. I'm speaking to you now. You get out. And you mean what you're saying. Stop patty caking with the power of God that has been given to us. Who would play that with our, with our grandson? Patty cake, patty cake, bakers, man. People playing patty cake with the curse. Man, curse the curse. Jesus cursed it. He cursed when he cursed that fig tree, and he, he was a, it was sim, symbolism of him cursing the curse. He spoke to the fig tree. He was showing them that their words had power, but he was also showing them what he was getting ready to go to the cross and do and destroy the curse. And that's what now we walk in that. We have that. It's in us. It's around us. We have access to it. You want joy? Start speaking joy. You know, it's just so hard to get excited. It's so hard to get full of joy knowing that this is up on me. You want to know how you get in joy? Get up and just start acting, praising God, acting a plum fool in your house. And run up and down and shout and scream glory to God and hallelujah and praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just go for it. You have to, joy is already, the joy of the Lord is there. When you got born again, everything you need is in your spirit, man. But you have to stir it up and activate it. You will never hear the thoughts from the kingdom if you never stir up the thoughts from the kingdom. How do you stir up the thoughts from the kingdom? I'm so glad you asked. It's called meditating the word and confessing and prayer and praise. Pray the scripture. Don't, sometimes you read the scripture and you see it. Don't just read it. Pray it. Man, this is mine. What sort of things I desire when I pray, believe, I receive it, and I shall have it. Father, that is mine. I'll receive that. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. That's your prayer. That's your thought. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir up the joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, we listen to uh, Apostle, and then Brother Hagen did it. He said, you got to make ha, ha, he, he, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and just start laughing. And just start laughing. Stir it up. Stir it up. Don't just sit there in a depression. Don't just sit there in, in, in a negative situation. Don't just sit there in a negative thought. Don't just sit there in fear. When you sit there and you sit there in it and it begins to stir up, then you become anxious and you have anxiety and you get anxiety attacks and your body becomes so overwhelmed. It puts a lot of stress on your body and your body begins to break down and then you start crying and then this and then that. And then you begin to affect the atmosphere around you and people, people don't want to be around you because man, it's just, you know, I want to be around them and help them, but it just, it's the atmosphere is just so negative. It's just hard to be around that. And it makes me sad. No, stir it up. Get excited about the word. Get excited about Psalms 107 and 20. Find a dance. Dance. Do something. Get up. This is mine. And get it. Stir it up. 
Father, I thank you. I got joy right now. I got joy. Joy, joy, joy is overflowing. See, a lot of times we look for people to bring us joy. People don't, people, it's not for you to depend on people to bring you joy. God provides you with joy. It's for you to depend on him and his joy. People don't bring you joy. God gives you that. God gives you peace. God gives you favor. The world says, it's not what you know, it's who you know. God says, it's not what you know, it's what I already gave you. (laughs) I gave it to you. What you know and who you know don't matter. What I gave you matters. And that can get more done than what you know and who you know. I gave you what you need. Stir it up. Glory to God. (laughs) Praise the Father. So we see, stir up your thoughts, what you're hearing. Stir it up. Don't just get caught up into what the situations and circumstances are saying. Stir up the word of God. Speak it. Begin this over and over again. Get excited about it. How do you do that? You just got to do it. You just got to get into it. Don't try to figure out how it worked and the mechanics behind it. Just get in there and do it. Do it. I ain't saying fake it till you make it. I'm not saying nothing. I'm saying just really just let go and get in there and do it and begin to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and find joy in that and then go out and be joyous and share it with somebody or bless someone or pray for someone. Do something. Just keep that faith stirred up. Amen? So what we're hearing what we're hearing is very important. What is said is important, but what you're hearing can stop the flow of what is being said. Come on, I'll say it again. What is said, what Jesus said is very important, but what you hear can stop the flow of what Jesus said, what the word said. What the Holy Spirit is saying through Apostle Aaron, Prophet Helen, it can stop the flow if you don't put what you hear in check. If it does not line, if what you're hearing does not line up with what is being said from the Holy Spirit through the Word, through the teachings that you come into this healing class for, if it goes against that, you put it in check. No, I'm tired. I'm, I'm sick and tired of dealing with this. I'm not dealing with you. I curse you in the name of. I curse the curse in the name of Jesus. I, I, I loose it. I rebuke it. That's not my thought anymore. My thought is Psalm 107 and 20, and that's. And grab a hold to it. Hang on to it for dear life. Because it is. My words are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Come on, man. That's the word. My words are life. My words are life. Life can translate into joy. Life can translate into joy. I mean, he, love, life can translate into uh, healing. Life can translate into prosperity and wealth. Life, my words are life, that can translate into family restoration. That can translate into people dealing with mental sicknesses and diseases and emotional stress. Life, my words are life. To those who find them, well, if you're finding them, that means you got to be seeking it out. You got to be seeking it out. 
If you're not seeking it out, then you're not finding life. You're not finding the answer to your family situation. You're not finding the answer to that, that sickness or disease you have. You're not finding the answer to that financial situation. You're not finding you people. Some people may be in communities that's kind of, man, these communities are bad. You know, oh, my goodness. I mean, this happening, that happening. The answers to that situation is in the words of life. But you will never find it. You know, if you if you sit down and you know you're reading your, your good old newspaper, or you you've been on the phone for five hours talking to Joe about the barbecue, and you know, and talking about what happened to to to, to Jesse around the corner, and yeah, you heard about old Jesse around the corner? Yeah, man, that's sad. What happened, huh? You sitting around for four hours talking about that. <laughs> That could be four hours you spending in the word finding out the answer to your situation. <laughs> Glory to God. I hope my voiceovers are entertaining. Amen. <laughs> Good old Jess around that corner. Man. So you got to take heed to what you're hearing and the conversations and the things that we partake in. Amen. Thoughts are the issue. Taking heed to what you hear is to make a choice. Either I'm going to agree with what is being said or ignore what is being said. And I'm going to make the choice to hear what God is saying. Taking heed to what you hear means you must change your hearing. The first place to start is to let go of your traditions. Traditions, watch this. Traditions are based on experiences that create, listen to this carefully, traditions are based on on experiences. Traditions are based on experiences that create a system of thoughts. These thoughts are passed down from one generation to the next. Write this scripture down. Mark 7, verse 7 through 13. Mark 7, verse 7 through 13. I'm not going to read it here. That could be homework. Go read it. It talks about traditions. But Colossians 2 and 8 says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. These thoughts are passed down from one generation to the next. We often hear of generational cursings, curses, but watch this. It's really generational learning. <clears throat> generational curses is generational learning. After the fall of man, we... Man had learned how to operate in the curse, but we were supposed to learn how to operate in the blessing, how to operate in the healing, and all of these different things. That's what we were supposed to learn, but man fell, so man began to learn how to operate in the curse. Remember Adam named the animals? That's how he learned to flow in the blessing through experience. We learn by doing. That's why faith is no good without action, because when you go and you you flow in that action of faith, and you do what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. You learning the power of the blessing that you have. You learning about healing through the operation of faith. You learn through that experience. You say, "Oh my God, this! I see, I see, I see, I understand." And you go deeper, and you go deeper into understanding and revelation, and you flow right. So through that experience, through that action of faith, we experience it. 
If you never do what faith is saying, you won't have the experience. And if you don't have the experience, that you, then you will never learn. If you do not have the experience of walking and operating in faith, you will never learn about the covenant or the blessings or healing. Because, because man was learning the curse through his experience, this is why the same situations and patterns show up in the life of every generation. This generation experience it. That generation experience Recession and depression always happen. Why? Because the traditions of men through their experience. Why? Because their tradition was the curse. <laughs> We're going to get to that. Glory to God. It shows up in every generation. This pattern can be broken but you must yield completely and surrender all to God so that you can begin to have a different experience. When you begin to experience the blessing through the action of faith, you begin the process of creating new patterns, and those patterns are passed down from one generation to the next. Now, instead of experiencing generational curses, through generational learning, through that learning, you experience generational blessings because you pass in the, the action and the, the working of faith down and the meditation of the word, you pass in that on. You are no longer subject to man's traditions, but you are free to move in and out of the spirit with the traditions of the kingdom. See, the traditions of the kingdom is what we should be passing on. And as we pass on the tradition of the kingdom, <clears throat> what we hear is going to be kingdom. What we hear is going to be kingdom. What our children and our and and our, our relatives down the line will hear is kingdom because we changed the pattern. The pattern was the curse. We're trying to get the pattern of our lives to be the blessing. We have to change that tradition. The kingdom of God is our tradition. The word of God is our tradition. Walking and healing is our tradition. Not walking in with mom poking them head and great, 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 back down to 15 million generations ago. But they had, no, we're not dealing with that. Glory to God. No, we're dealing with, Jesus separated us from that. When Jesus died on that cross, he separated us from all of that and connected us to the blessing, to life. That is our tradition now. And the tradition of the kingdom says, you are healed. The tradition of the kingdom says you are more than a conqueror. The tradition of the kingdom says you are the head and not the tail, above all and not beneath. The tradition of the kingdom says you are a king, you are a priest, you are a child of light. That's the tradition of the kingdom. That's what we should be hearing. <clears throat> that tradition. Not the tradition of the curse. What you hear on the inside is more important than what is being said. God can tell you a million times you are blessed. And because your inner hearing and your inner thoughts are not one with his, with his, then you will never experience all that God has laid up for you before the foundation of the world. Feed, and I wrote this, I, I really did write this down. Feed, feed, feed on the word of God daily and be prepared to experience a life that could never have been imagined. What you don't see, when you don't see the manifestation of God's word, and your thoughts are contradicting what God has said, you are encountering the tradition of man, and that tradition is the curse. Amen? 
the tradition of men is curse-based. Well, you know, you know, we have a recession and we have a depression ever, ever so many years. That's the curse. That's the tradition. Well, you know, there's always some type of pandemic or some type of outbreak that happens. That's the tradition of the curse. That's the tradition of the curse. Well, you know, we all have some impoverished areas and, you know, we're going to be lacking on this and lacking in that. And, well, you know, divorce, you know, it's part of, it's part of society. That's the curse. Healing school deals with a healing school deals with healing, but it heals with it deals with healing in many areas, every area, <clears throat> emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, communally, in our relationships. Right, <clears throat> this is what healing school deals with. You can apply the same principles you learn here in healing school. You can apply. To your finances, you can apply to your your family situation. You just building up your faith in that area. You stir it up. <laughs> yes, that family member is doing some things that you just, oh my God, I wish they would stop. <laughs> right? They're doing a lot of things, things that just not lining up with the teaching and training. Well. I'm a, I'm a, I use something that, <laughs> during our prayer time, and I, I know everybody in this line knows Brother Bob, our Pastor Bob. And uh, <laughs> I always like to hear him say this. He's, he, but he always uses this term, and I don't think, and I've never told him that if he's on the line today, you bless me when you say it. But he always talks about, you know, I, I go in and I do my prayer work. <laughs> Man, I like that. I go in and I do my prayer work. You see, what happens is you, you're dealing with that situation in your life, but you're not putting in your prayer work. So people are faithful to go to their job. The job is one thing. Your work, something totally different. You want to change what you're hearing? Then it's time to go to work. It's time to put in some prayer work. Prayer time, that's your prayer work. That means getting in the word. Okay, Father, I'm dealing with this situation today. And finding the scriptures. Settle yourself. The TV, that, that TV program is going to be there. Those clothes are going to be there. You can fry that chicken tomorrow. You can cook that steak tomorrow. You don't have to eat it today. Eat a little sandwich. Get your prayer work done. Find the scripture. Get the scripture. Okay? You said this about my family. This is my family. I'm, I'm praying over my family. I'm praying over body. These are the scriptures, Lord, and write it down. These are the scriptures I have that I've come, that you've led me to, to meditate on regarding whatever the situation is. Family, my finances, my, my, my job, my business, my body, my mental state, my emotional state. These are the scriptures you've given me. My Father, I'm meditating these scriptures in the name of Jesus, and I'm praying over them, and I'm praying, Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name, Father. I thank you right now. You said in your word, this is that, da, 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 and you're reading it. You can sing. Man, look. <laughs> 
Well, bless y'all this morning. <laughs> you can sing the scripture. That, that, that the scripture be your song. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because you have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal, to speak, speak recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can pray the scripture. Sing the scripture. Let You want a song? Sing, sing the scripture. Well, you know, I'm, I mean, you know, because the way such and such sing this song, no, you sing the song. Let the, the lyrics of the song you sing be the word of God themselves. Father, I thank you. You sent your word and healed me and delivered me from all my distractions. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let the word of God be your song. Sing it. Praise him over it. Get your joy full. Meditate it. You riding down the street. <clears throat> I'm a child of light, I'm a child of light, glory to God, glory to God. And you're singing it, and you're praying it, and you're medicine. that's your prayer work. See, a lot of people want manifestation. They've been going to their jobs every day, but nobody's showing up for work. It's time to go to work. Time to put in that prayer work. What you hear. See, we've been putting in work on the negative. We've been putting in work on the negative, right? Hearing the negative. This ain't happening. That ain't happening. This don't work. That don't work. I can't. They can't. We can't. Nobody can't. All of that. That's the work they've been putting in. It's the work we've been putting in. Now it's time to shift, change our work, and shift to, shift to the word of God. Father, I thank you for breakthrough in that area, breakthrough in this area. They're overcomers. I'm an overcomer. We're overcomers. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You see, I changed my work. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, that's what you hear, part two. <laughs> Glory to God. Believe it or not, I got another part. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. The word of God is full, isn't it? Exciting. Powerful. Are you going to put in work today? <laughs> that should be something we put on our wall. Have we put in prayer work today? Brother Bob, if you're on the line, praise God. I pray you on this line. When I open up this line, that really does bless me. Have you put in your prayer work today? Have you put in your faith work today if you haven't then you have to if you have not done it then you are then you have to expect everything you do for the rest of that day to be unsuccessful <laughs> glory to god glory to god glory to god well praise god praise god for the word amen <laughs> 